Hi there, welcome back to the channel. I'm Nick with NickCrypt.com. Thank you for tuning in. We're here to discuss online business, how to escape the nine to five and spend more time doing what you love with the people you love. Now I'm your host as always, Nick Crib, And today we wanna to discuss value pricing for creative services. If you haven't heard about value pricing, then definitely tune in to this one. If you have heard, maybe some of the extra things we're gonna cover are gonna reinforce your decision to switch from hourly-based pricing to value-based pricing. But before we get into that, just for tuning in, I'd like to offer you something special. It's my Knowledge to Income workshop. And in this workshop, you can learn how to make your first $1,000 a month of passive income. That's nickcrib.com slash workshop. Now, Let's dive into this. First off, what is value-based pricing? Value-based pricing is essentially pricing something based upon the perceived value rather than pricing something based off of an hourly rate or a percentage above the cost of the item. Now, the reason we wanna stay away from hourly-based pricing if you are doing creative services or creative products is the impact of the relationship between you and the client. It puts you both off at a bad start. So just imagine you're charging, let's say 500 an hour for your creative service. If somebody wants a job done they come to you for your service and they ask you how much it is and you say, well, I charge $500 an hour to let's say, put together this video or create this design for you. The client is going to want you to work as little as possible on the project. And you, as a business owner, want to build as many hours as you possibly can on the project. And I'm not saying that you would want to drag it out because nobody should do that. It's just unethical. But in order for you to make more money, the a little bit of additional time that you throw in there is going to allow you to increase your income. But that's going to be at the expense of the relationship between you and your customer. So even though, even though that a lot of people price by the hour, it just kind of puts a bad taste in the customer's mouth. Now, here's how you can make more money with value-based pricing. Let's say that you're creative service you were charging $500 an hour for um, and you're averaging 10 hours in this project. That would be $5,000 of the in cost that the customer is going to be paying. Now, you know that you can knock this out in let's say a minimum of 10 hours. But if you charge a flat rate of 5,000 and this project ended up taking you longer, that's going to really cut into your hours, isn't it? So you technically would be making less money. Now, instead, if you approach this from a value-based perspective and you know that it's going to take you a minimum of 10 hours to complete this project, you want to add a little extra cushioning to that, right? To make up for it. And then your goal is to obviously get it done as quick as possible, but you want to add a little cushion to it. So let's say you add an additional three hours, so 1500 bucks. So you're looking at $6,500 
for this project. If you're discussing with a client and they're asking you, well, what are you, what are you charging for this? By proposing 6,500 rather than 500 an hour, you know that you could at least get this done to 10 hours and your client knows that they're not gonna pay any more than that price. Now, a beauty about value-based pricing is that let's say you are putting together this project for somebody, but instead you find somebody that you can outsource the project to. And so you take the extra money that you've put on top of the project and then you pay that towards some sort of outside service to get most of the work done for you. Now you get the project done with less time, less effort on your end, and you're able to turn over much faster. Well, that's assuming you're not spending too much on the project and that way you can take that income in. So if you did something like that, let's say you were charging 6,500 for your creative service and you had 10 people come to you, that's, that would be a minimum of 100 hours of work. But if you outsource that, you could make the income from that, those 10 people all at the same time by just outsourcing the work. So by adding a little extra, you're able to maintain your $500 an hour cost at the minimum of 10 hours that you need to help run your business. But at the same time, you're making a little extra so you can pay somebody else to get the job done. Now, obviously, you need to vet people for that job um, or even just hire employees and show them how to, how to do it. But that's just one example of what you could do with value-based pricing. Now, another great thing about value-based pricing is you can make a heck of a lot more. Because when you're putting together a, a creative service and you're pricing off of value, you actually want a little bit of discomfort from the client when you're giving your proposal. And the reason you want this is more psychological than anything. If there's no discomfort when they're paying for your service, you're not charging enough. And the value might not necessarily be there because with, with, when it comes to value-based pricing, there's always an element of perceived value as well. So with perceived value, it essentially states that if something is more expensive, then you can assume that it would be a little bit better. Now, that's not always the case, but that is what perceived value essentially is. It's kind of like, you know, you could go to a gym, uh, let's say Planet Fitness, for instance, and pay, what is it, 20 bucks a month or something like that, um, and work out and get the same results as going to a private training center paying $500 a month. But you don't have the accountability, you don't have the handholding, and since it's not as expensive, the odds of you showing up at Planet Fitness are really low. And that's how they make most of their money. With a small facility, they can overload it with so many people they're paying for a membership, but it's so low that they don't show up. So the gyms aren't always that crowded. But when you have a premium service, people tend to work harder especially if you, let's say you have a, a gym that you're running and it's $500 a month, 
people know that for one, I've spent a ton of money on this. So I need to make sure that I'm working hard. Since they have that mindset, they tend to work harder. And what happens when people work harder in the gym? They get results. People begin to associate those results that they achieved from that gym because it is a high value gym and that's why they paid so much money for it. When really they just applied themselves because there was a little extra pressure because the price was up. So that's perceived value. Now on the other end of things, we go into the creative service realm um, by picking the price up just a little bit so you're pushing the border of discomfort when it comes to them paying for your product or service. The beauty about this is Price is subjective to the individual. If you are, let's say you're doing some sort of creative work, design work or something like that for an individual that has a small business that they're just starting up, you know their budget's not very high. Now you'll have your minimum because you know what you need to make, but if their budget's not really high, there's only so much that they can spend. And this is where you dive into some deep sales strategy and techniques, but you could ask somebody just straight up, ask somebody like, what is your budget on this project? And if this person is more of like a middle person that is representing the company, you could say like, what is the budget that they have set on this project? What is the limit that you could spend without having to consult with your manager? Because sometimes they're, they're given limits and they can, spend within those limits. But by asking questions like that, you can find what the upper end is without having to worry about headache and then too many people getting involved. Now, let's say that you have this Fortune 500 company that comes up to you and they want creative services. If you charge the first person, let's say 6,500 bucks for a creative service, but you have this Fortune 500 company that's coming up to you and they want a creative service as well, but you're charging value-based pricing and you ask them what their budget is on the project, I can guarantee you their budget's gonna be significantly higher. And by posing similar questions, what is their budget? Um, what can they spend without having to worry about getting some hiccups and having meetings and those sorts of things? You can find what ballpark range they're willing to work with. And when you give your proposal, you could say something like, you know, our projects range from a couple hundred thousand to 6,500. Just depends on the project and what's, what's needed and what's necessary. Somebody that has a higher budget and are willing to pay extra might not want to just settle for this $6,500 deal because in their mind, because they're able to spend more on this particular project and because the need and, and the, the value of what you're offering is, is high, they're not really wanting to spend on the low end. They'll typically want to spend on the higher end of their budget. And so with that in mind, you could go, essentially you could charge significantly more per person, just depending on what their budgets are based upon what the perceived value is of the project. Uh, this video isn't going to go in depth in sales. And so that, that's going to be some, some stuff for another video. 
but I essentially want to get you guys thinking and, and, and get the, um, you know, the brain juices flowing to consider value-based products, uh, value-based pricing with your creative service. Now, this can also go into one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you don't have a structured routine, um, let's say you're not really doing group coaching and you could apply this to group coaching, but I, th I think this really works better with creative style services. If you're doing, let's say one-on-one -on -one coaching and they have a specific goal in mind, let's say their goal is, you know, they want to break out of that $100,000 a year mark and they want to cross into, let's say two to $300,000 a year. You know, they're making a hundred thousand a year. You can ask more questions about what their budget is on, on coaching, what they're willing to do to get to that $200,000 mark. You know, you ask a lot of qualifying questions, but somebody that's making more is able and capable to spend more on project. And somebody that's wanting to make more would be willing to pay what is necessary to reach that goal. And when it comes to pricing, you can start off like in, in what would be considered reasonable to you. But if you start getting, let's say three people or more paying for that price that you've set, start upping your price. And what this is gonna do is it's, it's going to test the limits of how much you can bring in per person, but it's also going to allow you to keep up with any expenses that you may need if you're trying to outsource any projects. If somebody else, let's say in the, in the same field, they're making $500,000 and they need some private coaching to help them cross the million dollar range with value-based pricing, like what is a million dollars a year worth to you? And that's a big question, especially if they're running a business like the one I'm running, where your monthly cost to, to run everything is extremely low, just basically a couple hundred bucks. I'm, I'm kind of splurging on additional features that I don't really need, but I'm paying a couple hundred bucks for convenience factor. And, but anything that I make on top of that is, is going to be just additional money additional return on investment. So if somebody is coming in and they're making $500,000 a year and their expenses, let's say a couple hundred bucks a month for their just running their business and maybe they're paying, you know, some, somebody else to like a, a virtual assistant to assist with the project, you know, they might, they might add some more to their, but with $500,000 a year, a majority of that income is rolling into their pocket. So with that in mind, they could spend significantly more with the goal to cross that $1 million a year range, as long as you're able to help them get there. Oh, an important thing that you don't wanna leave out is you don't wanna charge somebody for a project that you can't deliver on. And I, I'm pretty sure that goes without saying, and I probably should have said that in the beginning of this video, but do not charge somebody anything if you can't deliver on what you're charging, even if it's 
a few hundred bucks or a few hundred thousand dollars, don't do it. We need to vet our clients because the last thing we want is to not be able to deliver when we're trying to help somebody, right? You want to be able to deliver and provide results. And if you're able to provide results, you're going to get good reviews and testimonials and word of mouth and, and those sorts of things that's going to help you grow your business. But the second you start taking on business that you're not qualified for and you know that you can't provide results with, don't do it because you're going to end up with negative reviews and you're going to be trashed all across the internet. So uh, keep that in mind when you are pricing things. But all in all, consider value-based pricing. I would say that there are plenty of contexts where value-based pricing doesn't necessarily um, work well. But in creative services where things vary from person to person, time for project varies for person to person, the amount of cognitive work that's involved will vary from person to person. That's when you can really make value pricing shine in your business. Well, I hope you found this content helpful. In the comment below, let me know if you've ever tried value-based pricing. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I would love to hear from you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my channel. And you guys take care, stay safe, and have a great day.